0: Welcome to the Racisms Podcast. We're your hosts, Jasmine and Lisa. We decided that this world could use more cross-cultural
1: conversations that seek healing over division, understanding over ignorance, and a better world, and a better world overall. Welcome back to the Racism Podcast, where we have cross-cultural conversations to make this world a better place. I'm Jaslyn, co-host of the podcast with Lisa.
0: Hello, everyone.
1: Today, we're going to go down memory lane and talk about seeing or not seeing ourselves in TV and movies that we viewed in our childhood. And today, we're joined by a special guest, Fawaz Joseph. Fawaz, could you tell us how you identify racially? And a little about your background and why you're excited to have this conversation with us
2: hi guys thank you for having me Uh, as Jasmine said my name is shawaz i am an african so i i do identify as an african but i see myself as black as well because at some point the distinction the distinction is just maleness there is some value in seeing myself as african there is a different culture i'm nigerian to be precise but you know the world doesn't see me as a nigerian the first thing they see is black so i definitely identify that part of myself to see how i should care of myself if i walk into a room what do people think about me but that also gives you a little bit about my background i came here in 2001 my family moved to greenbelt and i went to high school middle school here and middle school upwards I mean you can't even hear an accent, so I've been back back there a while ago. I wanna go back soon. Definitely not during coronavirus time, but soon enough. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm really excited because we do we talk about we talk a lot in the movie club and also in the social justice club. And I like I like hearing about your viewpoint on certain things and I like the fact that you guys started this podcast and I am very honored that you guys brought me here to kind of pitch in. So thank you again and I'm happy to be here.
0: All right. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you as well and to learn more about your background and you know to talk about our childhood experiences because it sounds like you spent 10 years in Nigeria and then the rest of your childhood here, right? Yes. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to kinda compare like the, the media that you were exposed to in the two different places.
2: Right. Oh yeah. No, I think that's definitely a perspective a lot of people don't get. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that it's that much more value to you guys. Yes, I agree. I think
1: it'll be interesting to hear your perspective on our TV over here. <laughs> <laughs> what you thought about it and how it affected your worldview as someone who came over here um, in your adolescent years. Right. Um, So, yeah. So, I thought this topic was interesting and important because, you know, these days we talk a lot about representation on TV. You know, Oscar's so white, hashtag Oscar's so white, and all the TV shows that are coming out and movies. So, I thought it would be interesting to think about what was available to us in our childhood, and how that kind of affected us growing up. So, do you all remember the TV shows and the movies that you watched as a child? And if you had any in particular that you saw, you were able to see yourself or you identified with the person on the screen?
2: The media I tend to consume is not... Actually, I like a lot of Japanese stuff, like Japanese anime, so there is like zero to no uh, black representation, at least back then when you were watching it. And again, I'm talking about when I was a child. Mm-hmm. There was like mm-hmm. zero to no um, black representation. And the movies I did watch, I'm sure you guys just know about it. The black people were just kind of throwaway characters. You guys know about the horror trope, the black guy dies first, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the... The few I did have, I usually gravitated to it. One thing I do remember was Static Shock. It was a mm-hmm. cartoon. Yeah, it, it was a cartoon when I was a kid. It was about a black superhero. I forget what city there was in, but there was a... I think there was a spill of some kind. I know it was purple, and he got <laughs> like the power to gain... Um, to basically control elect- electromagnets. Mm-hmm. And he would... For it would like actually get on hubcaps, you know, those sewer hubcaps. Oh, yeah, dude, manhole <laughs> covers. Oh, that's the right word. And you actually fly on it, and he had a best friend, and yeah, it was amazing. That's, I would say, the only rep positive representation I like. And honestly, for me, I, I just kind of I like different things. I, I would say I didn't even know I was missing positive representation of black people in my life but the ones i did have i would generally gravitate to it like i just Mm. i just like it's weird maybe it's because i'm not from the united states i generally don't look to a lot of media in here i try to go outside usually like Mm. japanese but yeah Mm. and on the good news on that they are getting better with black representation in Anime is as well. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit of the social justice movement movement is going over there too, which is also nice.
0: Yeah, awesome. Nice. What about you, Lisa? Yeah, I you know, I was picking my brain, like trying to think of any Asian characters or TV personalities that I connected with as a child and I couldn't think of a single one. Uh, I, I was like googling all these movies that were kind of really popular um, in my childhood. Um, and I, it was just kind of interesting. I, I googled like Asian character and Clueless because Clueless was one of my favorite uh, movies, and there wasn't <laughs> actually an Asian girl in there. Um, but she didn't.
1: Oh, yeah, I think I remember her.
0: Yeah, but she would. She had a very small part. Yes. But she wasn't like the nerd or anything. She was just like one of the one of the girls. And she actually moved on to play the one of the head cheerleaders in Stick It? Nailed It? What was that movie?
1: Oh, that what cheer- was it called? Is it Nailed oh, It? Oh, Bring It On. Bring It
0: On. Yes. Nailed It.
1: Stick It. Bring It On.
0: I
2: don't
0: know. Yes. I also watched that movie quite a lot. But she was one of the head cheerleaders. Again, she didn't play like a trope. She was just another, you know, like um, kind of sassy cheerleader. So... In that sense, you know, she was kind of, like, kind of blended in. Wasn't, like, you know, the nerd or the funny one or something like that. Uh, so, in that way, that was positive. But other than that, I didn't really connect with any characters on TV. Uh, you know, Kyle made a comment a while back about the Power Rangers, how like the yellow one was Aww. Asian and the black one was black, Aww. and I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't even realize it until yeah. now." So, I didn't really watch that show, um, yeah. but I think it goes back to what we talked about a couple, in the last couple of seasons. Is like I came to the states as as well, if I was, but I was two, so I was much younger.
2: Oh,
0: okay. um, and I felt like I was assimilating to mm. U.S. white culture, and so a lot of the shows that I watched. Um, were, like, mainly white cast, like Full House, Saved by right. the Bell, um, Beverly T- Hills, 90210. And so it was kind of like I was watching things that were, quote-unquote, like the American life, you know, like the right. that wholesome American life, and that's kind of what I was attaining to. So I don't think there was a lot of Asian c- people on TV at the time, and also I wasn't really seeking them out.
2: Yeah, I would say I feel a lot like that, too. Like, I just... That's what I saw on TV, and that's what I thought American life was about. And I think the fact that I was I was coming to this country, I just didn't feel like it was my place to I don't know question it. If that makes sense, like I just kind of took it. Like, yeah, I just kind of just said, "Oh, this is how it is." And yeah, I guess I'll get into that later on. But yeah, a lot of what you said, Lisa, just resonated with me.
1: Yeah. I and I'm curious to hear if either one, either of you watched any of these shows, but to me there were a lot of black shows mm. in the nineties and like early two thousands. A lot of like sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had Fresh Prince, Family Matters, A Different World, Moesha, Sister mm-hmm. Sister. Yeah. So to me, you know, I didn't I didn't feel any deficit. Mm. <laughs> Wow. And, and TV shows to watch that had, you know, black representation. Th- these shows are mostly black. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I had my kind of my pick of shows in the 90s, as well as with uh, when I was younger, I watched a lot of Nickelodeon. I know Lisa didn't have cable, <laughs> <laughs> so she couldn't watch Nickelodeon, but Nickelodeon I thought was like. Just super cool. They had all these different kinds of shows. Um, Saturday Night Nick was my jam. I was always in front of the T V Saturday <laughs> nights to watch all that. Keenan and Kel. What else did they have? Are you afraid of the dark? Oh. And like Keenan and Kel starred two black characters, but a lot of the shows had, you know, at least that one black character. Or, you know, a couple in there. So, you know, I always felt like, okay, we got the one. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Have you guys watched any of those shows?
2: Um, I do remember a lot of the, uh, I would say, I remember Jamie Foxx having his own show. The Wayne Brothers having their own show. Mm Um, mm-hmm. our, I don't know if it was called Full House, but it was something about a house. It was like a all-black cast sharing a house. In the house. That was In the L-L-L-J. house. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing a bit of that. So, yeah, I would say there were a bunch of, of black... I do remember some of them, but, again, as a kid, I, I was into a fiction more. Like, mm-hmm. non-fiction... I, it's still true to this day, but it's less true. But nonfiction just didn't interest me as much. I just thought, oh, you could see this anywhere. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, now that Lisa said something, I remember the Power Rangers as well. Like, that, the black guy being the Black Ranger. Yeah. And apparently there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Apparently the Black Ranger wasn't made to feel, I guess, accepted beyond the scenes. There was something going oh, on. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, it was, yeah, it basically, I remember those shows too, and even, I don't know how political politically correct to say it now, but even the Cosme show, I would mm-hmm. see that every now and again, so yeah, I would say in the 90s, they did have a lot of shows about that centered around the black experience, mm-hmm. it kind of went away around the time I would say, oh, do you guys remember the Girlfriend show? Yes. Yeah. It got more, like I would say, that was kind of the tail end of that renaissance, if that makes sense. Mm. And then, mm-hmm. I would yeah, I don't know what happened because yeah. you definitely don't see those kind of shows as much anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it has to do with this network. I think it was called oh. WGN or the CW or something. Oh yeah. There was this like startup network that you know was trying to get a foot in the door, and so they. They had a lot of the black shows. Oh. Um, just to build their audience, you know. Yeah. Black people they watch black shows and even other people watch these shows and so once they built their audience they kind of I guess got the money or the power to move on to mainstream and so ah. once that, you know, they switched over to mainstream, you know, there wasn't a a big outlet for the the black shows anymore. I think that's one of the reasons, but it's, yeah, it's always money, right? It's always about the money, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, So, what about TV shows or movies or characters that you gravitated towards that didn't really, didn't necessarily match your background, but you still really like to watch?
0: So, I'll go first. Uh, I resonate with Monica from Friends. She's she's a little uh, neurotic, kind of a... A clean freak, very organized, so I connected with her quite a bit, but she wasn't white okay wait no she well, she was Jewish, so she was jewish american uh but yeah i didn't have I didn't really connect with I didn't connect with the nerds on t v because I think I was smart, but I wasn't like like genius smart you know, and I wasn't into like chess or robotics or some other kind of like stuff they always put like Asian boys especially into these roles. Uh, and Asian mm-hmm. girls were just like really shy and like you know really like reclusive. So I didn't really connect with them. So yeah, Monica, Monica is my uh, is my white counterpart, mm-hmm. my white fiction counterpart.
1: <laughs> your animal spirit, your white animal <laughs> That's spirit. That's
0: right. <laughs>
1: That's funny. What about you, Phyllis?
2: Even though it's more recent, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the main character, Miles, I connect with him. Just I like seeing people self-actualize, and mm-hmm. that movie is one of the best examples of that. And I was like... And since, again, it was like a teenager. I, I can't just put myself in his shoes. I'm like, I think that would be weird. I don't know. But I just like seeing him win. I I like... I get super invested in his, in that story, in his story. And, but if we go back to the early years, I would say Static Shock. Mm-hmm. As I said before, he had a best friend. His name was Virgil. I don't know. I actually don't remember how I said it before. But yeah, he had a best friend. His best friend was White. His name was Virgil. And he was mm-hmm. the, it was the brains behind the operation the friend would go do the superhero stuff and he would make the the equipment and later on in the show it was actually it was they wrote him in that because he was spending so much time around no no it's not virgil virgil is the static guy's name i forget his name but later on (laughs) if they found out that because he was spending time um, beside Virgil, he actually inhaled the same gas Hmm. and that made him super smart. And I don't know, I think it was just me wanting to be like, wanting to make sure I was like super smart or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like fake it till you make it kind of situation. So I was like, okay, I want to be that guy. And I I just like um, spending time with like, you know, I, I just like spending time with on technology and yeah it was he had like this really cool backpack i can't think <laughs> of his name right now but I, <laughs> he had like a backpack that like turned into a spider with like it had robotic spider legs it was pretty cool mm-hmm. but yeah I, I i usually identify more with the people who make the technologies and mm-hmm. not All in the fiction people yeah exactly the background people
1: <laughs> okay yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I really liked. I watched, uh, you know, different shows besides all the black shows. I really liked Boy Meets World. I don't Aww. know if you watched that show. Oh, I remember nice. that show. Yeah, I just thought it was a really cool show about friendship and you know Cory, Sean, and Topanga. Aww. And at some point they did bring on Angela, which was Sean's girlfriend, and she was black. But to me, it always seemed a little, a little off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't really, you know, get the connection between us, So I didn't really, you know, gravitate towards Angela. I still like Cory Sean, and Topanga. So that's one show I remember. And then I used to watch Gilmore Girls, um, which is more of a, a drama, one-hour drama. Mm-hmm. And I, li- I really like Rory because, like, you know, she was a smart girl, kind of shy, and she was really close with her mom. So I really liked that story of a young girl you know just her and her mom you know moving through life Mm -hmm. although I did have brothers but you know (laughs) (laughs) brothers in the background but yeah the mom the mom daughter relationship was really nice Mm -hmm.
2: so his name was Richie sorry yeah his name was Richie I had to get that right but yeah it was super cool I don't know I just like techie people Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. But yeah, go on. Wait, so, yeah.
0: So, did you um, enjoy um, The Sister and Black Panther more than the Black Panther? Because she was yes, the one.
2: Yes. And and that's <laughs> something I'm actually interested in seeing because she's so in the comics, she is supposed to be spawning in Tony, Star, Tony Stark's Iron Man. So mm. I'm trying to, and they said in this new, in the new movie going forward with the Black Panther series, they're not going to recast Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So I want to see, mm. and in the comics, Shuri actually becomes the Black Panther at one point. So are they going to pivot to that? And because I'm okay with that. I'm, <laughs> and obviously that came out of a tragedy. I'm not right. okay with that. You know, it bears same, but... Yeah, it's sure going to be the new Black Panther. And that will be, I think that would be cool. I'm not against that at all. And, yeah, Black Panther is definitely one of the movies I've seen like three times in theater. Like, and I don't think I've, the only other movie I've done that with it was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Again, I think there's something about black representation that I didn't even know I wanted before I got, you know. Cause it's one, mm. it's one of those things where like, you don't know what you don't, you don't know what you're missing if you don't even know what it is. And just seeing those on the, what, definitely with Black Panther, there was a bit of, I don't want to, say, hysteria, but in a good way about it, a, a lot of hype, a lot of hype around it. So I think with Black Panther, there was there's definitely this kind of feeling of togetherness. But for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It was still good, but I just I just genuinely like seeing like people that kinda of look like you just winning on mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm ex- I'm definitely excited for Black Panther, too. I'm looking forward to seeing how they how they go forward with it and you know, obligatory hierarchy to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Rest in peace, Chadwick.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So on that on that vein, like you said, you don't know what you're missing until you get it, and you're like, "Oh, this is awesome." <laughs> what what topics like do you wish the media you consumed addressed, or what you know? What would you have liked to see as a child in the in the shows and the movies that you watched?
2: I would like to have seen people having tough conversations. I feel like. In movies or just in general, piece of media, things have to end. And a lot of people kind of take the easy way out. Like the good guy always wins. Mm -hmm. And even in history, the way we tell history, we kind of sanitize it a lot. And I feel like by sanitizing it, we're allowing ignorance to grow and people get the wrong ideas of a lot of things and that makes the problem worse. So one thing is just having these difficult conversations, not making everything like feel good. And mm-hmm. on, some, on some end, you definitely want to not be all downer all the time, but at the other end, you can't really fix problems until you talk about it. I think that's one thing that's just in general missing from like, I would say American culture. Like there's a really let's just put the things we don't like if we don't look at it, it's not there, you know. Like, like if if you bury your head in the sand, the problem's not there anymore. And just in 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 movies, like even in historical movies, you kind of get the sense that okay, all of this is over, like mm-hmm. all of this has been quote unquote solved, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I just, I wish people would be more, like, one, people would be more open and just a way to give people tools to, like, deal with having difficult conversations. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these conversations are difficult. Like, you're not always going to like the people you're talking with. You're not always going to, yeah, you're not always going to agree with them. But you, and you, and you don't, you always want to know what you're talking about before you even open your mouth. So it's not just it's not intuitive mm-hmm. so i wish i don't know if movies can do that i don't even know if like movies can teach us all that but i feel like they can help you know they can always mm. just they can show people having these tough conversations yeah. while i don't think they are the answers i definitely know like they, in some ways they're kind of like perpetuating the culture of just kind of like saying things have been solved, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, just saying things aren't problems anymore where, like, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a lot of this, like I would say around the Trayvon Martin stuff, like, I was legit surprised. Like, this stuff is like, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I knew it wasn't all, like, flowers and roses, right? But at the same time, to see it at that level, you know, Mm -hmm. like, these things just don't happen in a vacuum. These things usually build up, right? Like, a lot of these cops, you see see committing these murders, you see them, like... You see all these past... All these past complaints about them. And then... Yeah, I just wish TV and movies contributed to a culture of people having difficult conversations. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I I remember... uh, the tv shows i watched like they would occasionally have some sort of quote-unquote controversial episode where like i remember this very distinctly uh full house they had this episode where um dj was like starving herself and like um working out a lot because she wanted to like lose weight for this party and then so that like began the conversation about like eating disorders um and like so but it wasn't It wasn't, like, a societal kind of tough question. It was kind of those, like, personal tough conversations that, like, when you watch as a child, you remember. But it wasn't... Yeah, I agree. There's not a lot of, like, social um, conversation. uh, Except maybe, like, it's a recent show, but, like, This Is Us, where um, the Mm. white couple adopts a black child who's the same age as their other two twins or... They, they, they lost to one of the triplets. Um, and so I haven't really watched a whole lot of that series, but I can see how they're trying to, you know, talk about tough things, like how do you raise a child that's not your race, you know, how do you make that uh, child still feel um, you know, part of the family, and how do you, you know, address race issues when you're white and your child is not. So I think we're beginning to, but, yeah, back then, not much of that social discussion
1: Yeah, I agree. There's not a lot of uh, historical context in you know, sitcoms and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I do remember Family Matters had an episode where Eddie, um, who's the son of uh, Carl Winslow, the dad, Carl's a cop. Eddie got pulled over Mm. um, by the police and, you know, mistreated. And so they had that kind of, you know conversation about Eddie, he's black, and so Carl had to confront the other cop that did that, and so I thought that was, Mm -hmm. that was pretty good, but yeah, you're right, they don't, you know, they don't talk about that all the time Mm -hmm. in all the shows, so I think it is important, you know, even as children, children aren't dumb, you know, (laughs) you can talk to kids about what's going on, and you should, right, they should understand history and society and things like that, so... I think that's a good point So what do you think has changed um, from our childhood to now in terms of what's, what's being put out there. I know there's, I think there's more awareness and more attempts to be inclusive and be representative. How do you think um, the industry is doing these days?
2: I think the people making the decisions it's just inevitable that there will be new blood among them. And a lot of the new ideas we're seeing... I I don't have faith in... Well, I don't want to be like ageist or whatever, but I don't really have faith in like the people making the same decisions to have just suddenly changed. Mm-hmm. I just think it's just like... One, a lot of the people making the decisions are a lot more diverse. So they want to bring attention to this stuff. And we're just getting more more awareness on these issues i i would say social justice is just a bigger topic on people's mind so yeah i think that's what's changed i don't and at the and honestly there's money in it as well Mm -hmm. like yeah this is us might have other elements but i definitely think some people want to watch it to see how that the dynamic of the triplets but the one adopted black kid goes. And yeah, I hope even though I'm being a little cynical, I hope it keeps it keeps going because yeah, I just I don't think we need to let our foot off of mm. change. Mm. I think people, I think there's still a lot more to be done. It wasn't Oscars so white like five years ago or something like that? I don't <laughs> two remember. years ago? I think, oh, okay. I, think, yeah, I think it was this year.
1: I don't know. Well, maybe two. It was last year. Okay. It's, still, I, it's, like, it's like every other year is still white. <laughs> right,
2: right, right, right. Exactly. So, yeah, we have a lot to do. We, and I think there was some conversation about even how those, like the Oscars, because there's so much media out there right now, should we be really looking to them for like validation? Mm-hmm. But I don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> I
1: maybe. don't care what they say, because they get it wrong, most of the time they wrong. Okay, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. Exactly.
2: So yeah, and I think it's just gonna keep changing, and I'm excited, I'm really excited to see what people are gonna do, and how, yeah, I think we're going in the right direction, and I want us to keep going in, the, in that same direction.
1: Hmm. Well, I, I watch This as Us, mm-hmm. um, I'm all cut up, yeah, I think sure, sure. yeah, the season finale just Ooh. came on, I watched it. Nice. It's a good show, it's, you know, it touches the heartstrings, mm. uh-huh. Um and they do try to, you know, address these tough issues, tough conversations, and mm-hmm. I think this last season they really tried more because, you know, they filmed it after. The protests of the summer mm-hmm. after you know George Floyd was murdered, and so they tried to include that in Randall's experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they tried. Mm. I liked the attempt. I don't know if they went as far as I needed them to go, but mm-hmm. they, they tried. And yeah. so I, I enjoy the show. It's 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 pretty good. One thing I do see that a lot of people complain about is you know they they do have more you know black shows black movies but mm-hmm. and they address these issues but you know w- maybe we don't want to see these mm-hmm. particular issues played out over and over again like you know mm-hmm. police killings they have a lot of shows about that um do we want to see a fictionalized version of real life mm-hmm. is i mean i don't necessarily want to s- live that in fictional form when it's happening in real life mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. Um. So you see a lot of complaints about, you know, black, what do you call it, called? trauma porn or, you know, just capitalizing on black trauma and trying to make money off of it. You know, let's diversify. Let's go to outer space. Let's do some <laughs> weird time drop. You know, do yeah. different things yeah. than just what has, you know, trying to speak to the moment. Look, we see it. It's, it's, we're living it, okay? We don't need to see it on TV. <laughs> All right.
2: No. I think it's one of those good, well, one, it's one of those things that you have to give feedback by, I guess, not watching it. Like, if enough people don't watch it, like I said, it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. If enough people don't watch it, they'll kind of get the I, the message. Mm-hmm. But I think it comes from a place of a good intentions, right? Like, I think these people also feel passionate Well. I don't know. I don't know who they are, but I can definitely see how these people just want to talk about this, and how even though, let's say, the person watching this have seen five examples of just black people being brutalized, you have to kind of put it in perspective. It's just for the per for each five instances, those people just want to tell their take on it. So. I don't think, I think it's just about kind of voting with your wallet. I, yeah, I I think it's just about letting the media, I don't know. I don't know who needs to look at who, I don't know who looks at what people are paying for. It's just about, okay, people have seen this enough times, let's just, and I do agree with that. Like, black people are more than just their trauma. Mm -hmm. And I have definitely, there was this, again, this is me being, that term is called being a weaver. Like W E A B O, I think Lakeith Stanfield starting this starting this Netflix anime that was about like the first the black sam the only black samurai in Japan, yes. and mm-hmm. they kind of like mix it up with like oh there were robots back then too. or at least advanced mechanical things, or uh, advanced mechanical pr- prosthetics. So you're right. There's definitely more to be, um, more to be export mm-hmm. other than like seeing black people rise up from you know the oppression we're under but i think it's just i think it's well meaning i honestly it's not one of those things i think there's this um i think it's called handler's razor like if someone does you bad you have to you have to think it's ignorance first be- before it's malice because, like, it's usually ignorance. I think in this case, it's ignorance. Like, they honestly don't know they're flooding the market. And us, as the people who watches these things, we just kind of have to say, hey, you know, I'm not going to buy it as much, you know? I'm not going to. And one thing I am scared of is, like, all the studio execs going to just pull back on, like, black. as You know what I mean? Like, black experience as a whole, you know? And that's one thing I am scared of. I think that's I don't disagree with you, Jaslyn. I am I am kind of splitting hairs, but I feel like there's value in splitting hairs because you don't want to kind of you want to dis, you want to distinguish between. Oh, okay, I just don't want to see this black trauma porn. Or, but some people can say, like, okay, let's just back off off the black experience. Mm. And mm. again, if people look at it in good faith, I think they can definitely get that from your argument but i definitely think it's there's value in stating that okay maybe we just don't want the trump like Mm -hmm. like it's like we understand it's coming from a good place but we want something else Mm -hmm. that's where Mm -hmm. i'm coming from in this
0: yeah i agree with both of you that i think the industry needs to move to a point where you're allowed to tell all kinds of stories because all people are just not like one thing you know like you said like Black people are not just their trauma. Um, Asian people are not just mm. crazy rich Asians or right. you know the Joy Luck Club. Like I kind of want more yeah. than just those two pieces of um, like movie greatness, you know, in my right. in my uh, with which reflects myself. So I think that I want to see just yeah I want to see tough conversations as well. I also want to just see like a really good comedy, you know, or like a really good horror movie you know i want i want the wide range of stories that we're able to tell about white characters the same as you know asian characters black characters and i also want to see more people being hired behind the scenes to write Mm -hmm. these stories and to produce them and and do the makeup and the stage direction you know i just think that the whole industry doesn't just focus on what's in front of the screen but also what's behind the screen because certainly um you know, white people writing stories that are not their own are just not going to be as good as, you know, the bone people writing their own stories. Yeah.
2: That actually reminds me of this. Well, it was an SNL skit, but also kind of a College humor skit. Hmm. And these are two, well, you know, SNL, but College humor mm-hmm. is like a YouTube version of SNL. The idea is in both skits, they were interviewing people of color and a white person and they will always ask this white person like really silly question like, oh my God, what's your favorite candy or whatever? And in the black, the person of color, they'll say like, how do you feel being the only person of color in this industry? And it was the only questions. And yeah, those two kids kind of ran in that same vein. We don't want to pigeonhole people. And I think a lot of people are kind of wise enough to that. Like, okay, like we're more than this and yeah. um. I agree with you, Lisa. Both on screen and um, off screen will really alleviate the issue. And I guess, I guess the only thing I don't want is like some person looking at uh looking at some data, thinking, oh, they don't want, like black torture points so that means they don't want anything black. But I think mm-hmm. you have to be really, you have to look at that in a, you have to have some kind of agenda to look at it that way right. but yeah. i mean racism right like I, i've seen where stuff done under racism right like so but yeah i agree with i think we're all in agreement on a lot of things
1: hmm. yeah we'll see <laughs> good faith yeah right look I mean, I understand, okay, so for while you're saying like, okay, so, you know, these you got these issues and you know, people are talking about it, so the studios really want to jump on it, so all of them at the same time decided to write a show about a black person getting shot in the aftermath. No. no. And so you get five shows come out at the same time, and they're like, oh, snap, sorry, we, you know, we, we didn't talk to each other, we, <laughs> no. you know. Is that what you're
2: saying? <laughs> I honestly think so. I honestly think all these people like it affects a lot. It affects people differently. The way they honestly like articulated is also different. I think there was a uh, one there was the you know, I don't know if you guys know Joey Badass, but there was a Netflix it was like a 30 minutes a movie. It wasn't a full length movie, but it was just about how a black guy would just get out of the apartment and a cop would just sh- um murder him and the day would start over. So it was kind of like one of those groundhog day. Oh my god. sounds terrible. I know. Yeah. It it's uh, like a lot of people it was a uh, allegory to how just different ways like the cops just keep Oh my gosh. So yeah, people look at this differently and a some people want to just tell their stuff, but I, I get where everyone's coming from. Like, sometimes your your reactions are okay. Like, wow, do I really want to see that? But at the same time, someone really wants to t- tell that, you know? Like, they want to say how this keeps happening. Like, how is this kind of Groundhog Day... Um, Kind of Groundhog Day, like... You just keep seeing it over and over again. So... Mm-hmm. It, you have to kind of find a balancing act, I guess. And there's also controversy in that because they might have stolen it from this other... They might have stolen the idea from this other woman. And <laughs> there's a lot going on. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I honestly think people ingest the, what's going on on the news. And some people want to say it. And at some point, the people that are being talked to are kind of like, okay, this is enough, you know? And
1: yeah. So, yeah. Well, who are these shows for? Oh. Is my question. Who are they? Who's watching these shows?
2: Mm-hmm. That's a good question. That's yeah. No, that's definitely a very good question. It depends, I think, on who's making them and who wants to. Well, one, who's making them? Who the decision have to go through? Because if a black person makes something and it's being the decisions on whether to greenlight it is made by. All, all white people certainly will have to go through like a, a lens of whiteness so i can definitely see some like i can see some display being changed just for white people i think if you guys remember the 40 year over this is me going back to our i was movie gonna say that. that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the guy said he's not ghetto enough or something like that? Yes. I mean, for, oh my God, the that 40 was ver- so hilarious. Yeah. yeah, in the 40-year-old version, this woman had a play and the guy making the decision was white and he just said, he honestly just flat out said it's made, even though it's about black people, it's made for a certain mm-hmm. um, another group of people, oh. white people. And it has to be, Just tailored to them. Mm -hmm. So I definitely agree with you. Like, if that is happening, we should definitely not do that. Yeah, I mean, that's a bad thing. We shouldn't do that. But at the same time, is okay. I guess my question is your problem with this whole thing with the people that, if you see the black experience being shaped for specific people, do you think changing the decision makers to black people will make it better or do you just don't want it at all do you think do you think it's a problem of hey black people experience are being shown for other people let's not do it or black people are being shown black people experience are being shaped for other people because of the decision makers let's change the decision makers and then let's do it do you want to change it or just get rid of it i guess is my question um and not get rid of it like in totality like or just when i do you want to change it or just cool it way back you know like pull it way back is that i guess that's my question
1: maybe okay how about this how about we have a panel of regular (laughs) black people you know maybe like a survey Get, show them the pilot before you release the whole thing. Just you know, and get a get a general sense of what they how they feel about it. Right. Because I feel like what is the phrase? Nothing for or nothing about us without us. Mm. Right. Yeah. No. No. So if the show is supposed to be about black people. Then black people should be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, people ultimately in power, unfortunately, are the people with all the money mostly white people but you know black people should be involved I think uh, feedback from the black audience should be taken into account in future projects and uh, yeah Mm -hmm. that's how I feel about it
2: Yeah, I would say the only problem with that and I'm going back to the 40 year old version movie is that if most of the people that consume that media is white people like I I guess it has to do with, okay, your panel will also solve that because black people want to see it and it it will give them, it will have a higher chance of being paid for. But if most people, let's say, okay, the black panel says, okay, green light this, right? And then 80% of the people that see that is white. I just don't see a way. And you make that into a business model, right? Someone's Mm going to game the system and just say, Okay, let me pick the black panel in such a way that <laughs> you're thinking down the road. Wise, we haven't even gotten to step one. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're
1: right. I mean, yes, of course. Anything we try, somebody's gonna, you know, twist you're it. Right. Of course, nothing can stay pure. That's a given. That's true, that's but at least true. the first couple of renditions should work out, and then we'll okay. have to adjust as they I, gain the system. I give you that. Okay,
2: I <laughs> give you that. But yeah, I, I like to think ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're thinking oh, you thinking that know? you like
1: oh you play chess, don't you? You like you you play chess, not checkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I, okay, you're right, you're right. Okay.
1: Oh no, that's snap. alpha go, snap. <laughs> you play alpha go up in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right,
2: you're right. Okay. But I will give you that. It is a good first solution. Mm. I will give you that. yeah
1: and then the thing about you know making it for a white audience um i don't forget where i get the statistic but 70 percent of hip-hop is consumed by white people so i don't think i hope not black people are not making hip-hop for the white audience but Mm,
2: that's true
1: you know i don't think that should be i don't think that should be a consideration like i can watch international movies i can watch you know iranian films i can watch japanese films mm-hmm. that are not made for me and enjoy them
2: mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. yeah, so
1: yeah. yeah i don't think that should be a consideration mm.
0: yeah no, honestly yeah. I, I want people to i want people to have work and to be able to get paid you know like in the 40 year old version like she she just she hadn't had like anything produced you know, she had won that award and now she was like, now she just wanted to get paid for her work, you know? So I can't fault her for for doing that, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. like I, I was mean, just going to say money. <laughs> like if you waive enough money, in Yeah, people, exactly. Like Yeah.
0: Yeah, we were talking about Jackie Chan last season how he took a lot of money to make those rush hour movies, right? Yeah. That
1: people enjoy. Lisa. That
0: people enjoy. Yes, but maybe. <laughs> Although
1: I did, I did watch some of Rush Hour three, and it was terrible. It was oh, yeah. awful. Right? Oh, really they did really get bad. worse.
0: I'm sorry. They did yeah. get worse. Really, really bad. I, so. I, I would, <laughs>
1: yeah. I would fault him for making that <laughs> <laughs> for Green that. Look, just that's get that last
0: fault. couple of million. You know, that's what he wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah, that last squeeze. You know. <laughs> I mean, if, yeah, if the system's not going to work in your favor, you know, squeeze the money out mm-hmm. and, you there know, you do what you need to do with the money. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you pour it back into your community mm-hmm. or where you mm-hmm. really, you know, want your impact to be heard. Yeah. Right. Um, but, I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, I just I just, I just that, need another movie to come out um, that's not a sequel to Crazy Rich Asians. That's not like the same spiel over and over again. That's what I want
2: oh yeah yeah and i i think the right answer is just uh what's the word vote with your wallet mm-hmm. like yeah. this is the kind of stuff we just and yeah i i guess i'm kind of worrying about how the people will take it but uh the, they just need to go the tougher skin um some ideas will work out some ideas boom yeah. but and there's so
0: yeah. much media now like if you don't want to watch it You don't have to watch it, right? And you can vote somewhere else because it's just so much TV and movies. It's just,
2: wow, crazy. There you go. That is true. Yeah.
1: Speaking of, you know, increasing representation, what do you think of reboots or recasting, you know, historically white characters or white shows with non-white characters? Like, I think there was... Talk, but you know, no action on casting Idris Elba as a new James Bond. Um, I saw that they're making a new show about called The Wonder Years, which you know I used to la- watch that show. I I really like that show, um, but with a all black cast now. So, what what do you think about these that trend of rebooting or recasting?
2: I think I think okay, you have to look at it. It's a spectrum. The James Bond with Idris Elba there's a joke that's like I think Noah what's the um the daily show with Noah something
1: Trevor uh,
2: Noah oh Trevor Noah yeah he has this joke about how if James Bond was black and he was in Russia it would be like the only black guy in (laughs) Russia or something so like the enemies will find him really fast in a crowd (laughs) or something so I mean, you have to suspend your disbelief for some of this other stuff, for some of the movies, but I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I think you can get a little too, honestly, with just black people not being as, hmm, not being on screen as much, Oscar so white. I'm okay with. I would definitely watch a movie that was that a black um not a person of color was casted for a white an historically white character. Mm-hmm. But I think the it's a bandage, right? I think the solution is just have more black people telling stories like um, black people want to tell stories and just like we talked about, black people want to hear more stories. So I think the solution I think is a bandage to get people hired. Mm-hmm. But the solution is just to have more diverse more diverse stories, you know? And we've just talked about that. But yeah, some of them are just out of. Some of them are. You have to suspend your disbelief, but some of them are also like in Lord of the Rings or something. Like if a black person got cast in Lord of the Rings, I wouldn't even think twice about that because mm-hmm. it's all magical, right? <laughs> like you, if you can see dragons, you can. Why do you need a black person being mm-hmm. explained to you, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I feel like it's a spectrum. With the James Bond being black thing, I'm like, eh, I can see it. Like, if they really wanted him, I would watch it. But I honestly think James Bond, sh- that sh- that should be a, a second person. Like, that should be a spy, thing. like a black spy, you know? Like, something mm. made specifically for him. But on some other spectrum, I think... Okay, you can clearly just put a black person. you can clearly just put a black person here and no one would know the difference. you know like mm-hmm. no one would and people are making a big deal out of it. but I think long term we should just have more diverse stories for black people to occupy that, that better fits them. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this goes to uh, whenever like a book is being made into a movie uh and either like the author doesn't specify the race or maybe the author does um and they decide to cast um a non-white person in the role like a lot of like readers and like diehard fans are just like you can't do that that like ruins a story remember when they put like a black they put the black character in star wars and, and like star wars fans were getting uh, all like mad about yeah, it yeah. it's like calm down i'm totally okay with reboots Right. any kind of reboot they want to do I think Idris Alba would make a wonderful 007 okay <laughs> you just gotta be fine <laughs> to be <laughs> right like he I could go to places where he doesn't stick out and yeah, you know I, I would watch it for sure Yeah, I yeah. think people who get upset about these reboots with non-white characters are the people with the problem there you <laughs> that's go. what I mm-hmm. think um, unless they wanted to make Fresh Prince a white show okay I, maybe I have a problem with that one
1: <laughs> the reverse, <laughs> yeah. reverse rebooting. Yeah, the
0: reverse. Yeah. I don't like so much. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Jaslyn? Do you uh, you want to see a reboot of Wonder Years? <laughs>
1: I'm I'm skeptical. Mm. I'm skeptical. I enjoyed Wonder Years, the original. Um, I'm I'm skeptical of any reboot, <laughs> <Yeah>. any <laughs> remake. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? If the original was great, why? Mm-hmm.
0: Come up with new ideas. I mean, they're
1: saying they're saying it's like, well, I read about the Wonder Years. They're saying it's, um, they're saying it's it's about the same time period, mm. but with black people. Well, if that's the case, just give it a new name. Don't yeah, yeah. call it the Wonder Years. True. Just a different name. Why are you calling it the Wonder <laughs> Years? No need. Okay, no need to do that. Um, yeah, I think reboots. I'm not. There ever been a reboot that I was like, yes, I'm glad they rebooted that. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think it's I mean, on one hand, sh- you know, sure, it it increases representation. Mm-hmm. Um and it boggles, uh, you know, messes <laughs> with other people's minds. So, I'm, you know, that's good. But on the other hand, it's kind of, you know, a little lazy. Yes. Right. Um yeah. you know, give us some fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one of the freshest shows new shows um, in the past five years was Atlanta. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, made by um, Donald Glover, I
2: think his yeah. name is. Yeah, I have.
1: Just totally, you know, just totally different. You know, it's about black people. Somebody, you know, is trying to become a, a rapper. His cousin's gonna manage him. Um, but it's just, just interest, you know, it's just a fresh kind of perspective. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. No, um, I think a lot of this yeah. stuff is also about how our studios are risk-averse. <laughs> That's why they rebuild a lot of the same things. at the, at the end of the day, it's about mm-hmm. money. I think uh, we keep coming back to money. And if you reboot something, you kind of know there's a little bit of interest in it already. Mm-hmm. And they're rebooting like the Powerpuff Girls into live action. No, 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 no.
0: Don't do that. (laughs) Why? I hate live actions. I hate live actions. (laughs)
1: Yes, not good. Not going to work out, okay?
2: But yeah, I think it's just the studios are risk averse. They have to make back their money. They put millions of dollars into these things and I can see a studio executive looking at the sheets and seeing it's a short bet they they have to make a bet every time and it's a short bet and yeah we can we can say all this stuff about we want new stuff but they it's uh, for them it's just plain money like it's just a bet it's a gamble yeah. and i i do want to see new ideas and i don't think i don't think we've run through every idea we've ever had you know <laughs> Like it it would be sad if we we if we don't have any We're
1: more. We're an out like. Yeah. Exactly. It would be really.
2: Like sad. dang, we ain't got no, <laughs> no <ideas>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't <think> of nothing.
1: Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, Lisa, did you answer the question? What if they rebooted uh Friends and in with all Asians? I mean, would that would that be great?
0: I would be curious to watch it. Yes. I don't know if it would be great. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how good it would be uh but yeah i would watch it if it was like a like a the take on like the asian american parents or uh, children of immigrants like i want to see that because that's like my story you know i want to see how they navigate just like both worlds and yeah i, t- I would totally see it friends, friends is not they, okay nothing holds such a sacrosanct. Sanct- place in my history and my uh, growing up that I'm like, you must keep it, you know, original. You must never reboot it. Uh, I may not watch the reboot. I may not like the reboot, but I'm never like so up in arms about a piece of media or literature. I think that's a little ridiculous.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Creative license. That's right. Right. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about... I think we mentioned this in another episode, maybe, or maybe in the movie club, but, you know, international movies coming over to the U.S. Mm. um, I think you said The Departed was actually originally from Korea or... Uh, Hong Kong. Somewhere. Hong Kong. Yeah. It was a Hong Kong movie. Yeah. That's kind of a remake.
0: That's true. I mean, they did a good job. So if they Mm. can do a good job, I'm all for it. If they can't... If the original is better, then I'm like, yeah, wait, no, they tried. Uh, but that I'm not as that I'm not as against as like U.S. rebooting U.S. You know what I mean? Like right. that's like recycling something. But like mm-hmm. the Departed, the Hong Kong version and the uh, U.S. version, they are they are very similar, but they are also like you know kind of believable in the terms of like they use like the the mobs uh, in Boston and so I guess that was more believable than if they just like plunked it down somewhere that wasn't believable. So yeah, not all remakes, reboots, translations are good. Sometimes the original is better, but I do I'll I'll allow people to give it a try.
1: <laughs> okay. So you're 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 more of you know, let's see. Yeah. You know, the quality. Right. What what they do with it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm, that's fair enough.
0: But I love how international, you know, we're how media is so international that we can watch things that are in their original language. We can, you know, read them with captions. And then we don't like lose any of that, like, artistic license or, you know, their vision, artistic yeah. vision as they come over. Because everything used to be dubbed when it came to the U.S., and that was kind of awful.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, Parasite wasn't dope. It was just straight up, you gotta read. I'm sorry. Right, yeah, Parasite, <laughs> yeah. that was excellent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I love, you know, discovering, or not discovering, but finding international movies um, and watching those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't see anything, any problem with that. I don't have any desire for Hollywood to go and remake it in English mm. with, you know, Right, famous actors just for me yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I don't I don't have a desire for that any other you know points that we didn't hit that you want to
0: I mean I just want to say that I forgot but like Lucy Liu uh and also also the um the Asian uh reporter what's her name they were like my heroes growing up because they are like the only like Asian actresses. What was it called?
1: Charlie's Angels.
0: Look, okay, I know this. I know that movie is problematic. Okay, but she <laughs>
1: only is it. I don't know. Um, well, the Probably. movie is kind
0: of sexist. You know, kind of portrays women as just uh, sex objects.
1: Oh, that was a reboot because they yeah, had Charlie's that was Angels a reboot. was from like the seventies. That 70s was, that or was something. a good
0: reboot because they had Lucy Liu in it. Okay. Uh, but there wasn't a- okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Without Lucy, it was terrible. Right, but yeah. with Lucy, Who is that reporter? Good stuff.
0: That Asian reporter that was like, I mean, there was Connie Chung, yes. Hmm. Uh, Asian reporter, reporter Lisa huh? Ling. Lisa Ling is her name. I remember she she did this show on TV on like closed caption TV at school called Square One. And that was, like, my favorite thing to watch because it was, like, someone Asian. She's doing this, like, really cool, like, made-for-kids TV show. It was very, like, I think it was mathematical. It was very, like, um, solving puzzles and stuff. So I was, like, she was one of my heroes. So Lisa Ling and Connie Chung and Lucy Liu my heroes
1: uh little known fact the person inside the barney suit was a black man oh, so I didn't know that. and then the guy who originated elmo mm-hmm. and played him for a number of years was also black so
0: i, I think i knew that did it did they make a documentary about him
1: there yeah it was a great documentary don't don't look about anything about him I know, after the I know, documentary I know, was released <laughs> after that it went downhill but right at the documentary i cried it was a great documentary <laughs> so. Anything before that time okay. was good. All right, good, yeah, good. It's okay. Good, good. I'll remember that. So yeah, I'll, you know that could ruin your day too. So <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, good good tidbits. Everyone. We want to thank Fawaz and for being on so we can t- kind of re- relive our childhood, the good, the bad, uh, hopefully mostly good. So right now we're going to share our Better World Nugget, something that we learned today that uh, we might want to carry forward. So I'll go first and then I'll ask Jasmine and then Fawaz to go. So for my Better World Nugget, I do believe that media has improved greatly since I was a kid. Um, there's definitely more options uh, for my kids to watch, even though the, you know, the, the the white-dominated cast of characters on TV shows is still very prevalent. Um, I like that there is more variety, and I do like that there are so many ways to watch media, such as the streaming services, YouTube, you know, international stuff. So, I like that there's more choices, but I do still want to see more people behind the scenes. Um, so, Jaslyn, how about you? Yeah, I guess I
1: learned that. You know, I'll I'll give a reboot a chance. I'll, you know, I won't prejudge it by the fact that they're just recycling old shows and characters. Maybe they have something new to say. Mm. If I'm interested, or you know, if it looks interesting, I'll give it. You know, I lately I've been giving movies like 20 minutes. <laughs> if I don't like a movie in 20 okay. minutes, I'm just I'm just gonna cut it off. Mm. So <laughs> I'm not wasting my time anymore. But I will give things a chance. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah, I'll wait to see you, the quality. Yeah. What about you, Fawaz?
2: Um, I do think the world is getting better. Actually, there's a book that I would, I would recommend, but it's, like, really boring. But it does show how the world is getting better, and we see that in media as well. Just how, yeah, it's not perfect. We don't want to see the things. There are some things we are getting tired of, but if you look back enough, it is, going in the, it is going in the right direction, and I hope it keeps going that way. Thank you. Awesome.
0: Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Racism Podcast. Before you go, be sure to like or subscribe wherever you're listening to stay up to date on new episodes. And let us know what TV shows affected you as a child, and what do you wish they got right or what they could do better. You can find us
1: on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Racism's Podcast. And on our blog, racismspodcast.wordpress.com. And please consider visiting our Buy Me a Coffee page. You can find the link in our show notes to show that you'd like to see us back for season four. Peace, everyone. Be safe. Music for this
0: episode was created by Jasmine Duke and Kyle Carson. This episode was produced and edited by Kyle Carson.